0: Here we go. You're listening to Sounds Good, the podcast that makes your sound sound good. Hi there, and welcome to this new year. I hope you'll have a wonderful year ahead of you, full of exciting things to do. As you probably have noticed already, this is a video podcast. Please let me know how this works for you. If you think this works better for you than the enhanced podcasts we did up till now. I'm not sure if every episode from now on will be a video podcast, but it sort of makes sense to explain some of these techniques using moving images. We'll just have to see where it goes. For now, just enjoy the video. In this episode we'll be looking at Logic Space Designer. At first, this particular plugin may look like a scary microwave oven, but if we break it down into discrete parts, it appears quite easy to use and very versatile. And let's not forget, it sounds really fantastic. Space Designer is probably also one of the reasons you bought Logic Pro instead of Express, or one of the reasons you are pondering about upgrading to Logic Pro. So, what is Space Designer? Is it a reverb? Well, yes, we can see it as a reverb with a whole lot of great presets. But it's also much more than that. As a software program, Space Designer is a convolution processor. This means it can take any input signal and make it sound as if it were played through a sound changing device, which may be a room with some reverb, but it can also be a Marshall Amp or a DBX compressor. If we can take a snapshot of such a sound-changing device or room, we can use this snapshot in Space Designer to shape our sounds. So in other words, Space Designer can use the sound character of a tube distortion, tape recorder, microphone, echo chamber or what you may have, and process our input with that. These snapshots are called impulse responses. We can also create impulse responses of imaginary rooms. In this episode of Sounds Good we will first look at using the existing impulse responses from Logic, then at third-party responses and to top it off we will take our first baby steps at creating our own impulse responses. Let's first step through Space Designer's different sections to get a feel for it. Space Designer can basically handle two kinds of impulse responses. Sampled ones and synthesized ones. We choose between one or the other by clicking on IR Sample or Synthesized IR. IR Sample means we have to load an impulse response from disk. Synthesized IR means that Space Designer will randomly generate an internal impulse response, an imaginary room we might say. Clicking several times on Synthesized IR will create different imaginary rooms. You can see how the shape of the synthesized impulse response changes when you hit Synthesized IR. One thing to keep in mind is that Space Designer has to do a lot of computations and changing values will require it to recompute some values most of the times. The little blue bar under Length shows us the progress of this computation. Length changes the length of the impulse response. It doesn't matter if we're using a synthesized or a sampled impulse response, we can always change the length. But be careful with extremely large values because they may take forever to compute. We will use length most of the time to make impulse responses shorter. In the case of sampled impulse responses we can't make the length any longer than the actual loaded samples, which makes sense. Direct and Reverb controllers take care of our wet-dry balance. The Sample Rate controller divides the sample rate of the impulse response by 2, 4 or 8. Effectively this means the room will get larger and there will be less high in our reflections, so the material of the room changes as well. Here's the original reverb. And now we divide it by two. You can see the length doubles when we change the sample rate. With preserve length enabled, sample rate will only change the sample rate down. So the room stays the same size, but the high reflections decrease. Let's also listen to that. There are three envelopes we can change, volume, filter, and density. We can only change the density of synthesized impulse responses and we can only change the filter envelope if the filter is enabled. The blue section underneath the envelope graphics is pretty much the same as those envelopes, only numerical. So with a few exceptions we can use one or the other. For instance if we change attack decay time in the volume envelope, we see how attack and decay time change in the numerical view as well. In the graphic envelopes we can also change the contour of our envelopes. Listen to how it sounds when we increase the volume attack of our reverb tail. Now let's listen to the filter. We turn it on, use a 12dB per octave low pass filter with some resonance. With the filter enabled we can also change the shape of the filter envelope. Density only works for synthesized impulse responses. A low level density can be an interesting effect where it's easier to hear distinct reflections instead of a dense mass of reflections. A low density is what you would expect in a small tiled room, like a bathroom. It's sometimes interesting to also change the reflection shape. At 100% we hear smoother reflections. Click reverse to reverse the entire impulse response. We see the envelopes are reversed as well. In every envelope we can zoom to the attack or decay portions of our graph or look at the whole thing. At the lower right there's a low shelving filter EQ. This is much like the second EQ in our channel EQ, where we can change the frequency and the amount of boost or cut. I personally find this low shelving EQ most interesting with longer reverb tails. If the reverb sounds too muddy, we can remove some low end. We could achieve pretty much the same effect with an EQ or high pass filter in the same bus as our reverb. The stereo spread effect can help to make a reverb sit better in a mix. This particular stereo spread works at the low end of the frequency spectrum, anything below the crossover point which we set with the crossover controller. We can hear this best with a mono input, so let's first put our channel to mono. With stereo spread at 1, the maximum, this is how it sounds at 600 Hz. And at 16k, just about everything in our reverb is spread over the stereo image. The stereo spread effect only works for synthesized impulse responses. We now have heard the most important controls of Space Designer. Let's listen to a few presets. It's well worth your time to familiarize yourself with the many presets in Space Designer. These are carefully crafted impulse responses of real and imaginary spaces. Just because something is called a drum reverb, doesn't mean it is only suited for drums. Some of the plate presets are favorites of mine. A reverse plate sounds wonderfully weird. In the beginning of this segment I promised we could also use third-party impulse responses. You can find a few links in the show notes for free and commercial impulse responses. As an example, let's load an impulse response I found in the excellent Logic Pro Help forums. It's called Todd AO Conductor and it's a Scoring Stage Impulse Response. The file has an SDIR file extension, but don't let this fool you. These impulse responses are just AIFF files. In a program like Audio Finder from Iced Audio we can easily listen to how this impulse response sounds on its own. Ok, but let's get back to Space Designer. To load a third-party impulse response, we click on the arrow to the right of IR sample and choose load IR and init. We then load our third-party impulse response, which in this case sounds like this. vault is a really nice place to find some free impulse responses. In certain cases we will prefer to turn direct off and have reverb at its highest level. For instance if we use a nice impulse response of a tape machine and we want our entire signal to have that typical tape sound. Let's load a free Studer tape recorder impulse response from Beam Sonic. With both Direct and Reverb opened, you hear the sound doubled, which is not what we understand as a typical tape sound. When we turn down the Direct signal, we listen to just the tape recorder simulation. Find a link to the free Beam Sonic Impulse responses in the show notes. With experiments like this, where the effect signal sometimes becomes very late, You might be interested to know that we can always move any MIDI or audio region back in time with the delay setting. Now as a last step, we'll create an impulse response ourselves. We won't go into too much detail here, but if you enjoy this, you can take it from here with Logic's manual and the various articles about impulse responses you'll find on the internet. The basic idea is that we take a test signal and record it through a device or in a room. Then we let Space Designer compute the difference between these files, a process called deconvolution, and save the result as an impulse response. We can use several kinds of signals for our test signal for this experiment we'll use a sine sweep. In isolation it sounds like this. Let's pretend we want to capture a reverb from our PC in a program called FL Studio. It's just a matter of playing our sweep through this reverb and rendering the result to a new file. This new file then sounds like this. Now we start Space Designer and click on Deconvolution in the upper right. It asks us for the coded impulse response for deconvolution. This is the reverb output signal. Then it asks us for the test signal. That's the dry sine sweep. Space Designer then wants to know where to save the resulting impulse response. We can see it suggests an SDIR file extension, but remember the result is just an AIFF file with a different extension. When we click save, the beach ball indicates some computation is going on. But when this is over, we have created our own impulse response. We can now choose load IR and init and use the captured impulse response from FL Studio's reverb in Logic. Here's the dried sound. And here's how it sounds with the newly created FL Studio Impulse Response. And just for fun, this is how our impulse response sounds on its own. I hope this has taken away some of the anxiety from Space Designer, which is an awesome plugin. Check out some of the third party impulse responses out there on the internet. There are some amazing free ones to use in your music. And if you're adventurous, you may create an impulse response from your favourite concert hall with nice microphones and the sound of a balloon popping. <laughs> try loading some random sound as an impulse response too. And if you're a podcaster, try using a nice preset from Space Designer on your entire vocal channel for a sense of space. Just a tiny bit of reverb on a vocal sometimes works wonders. In mastering, it's also common to put a tiny bit of mastering reverb on an entire mix. Or mix in a bit of tape distortion from one of those Studer impulse responses to add some dirt and grit to your mix if you think it sounds a bit too sterile. Our Loop CD for this episode is Urban Soul by Loopmasters. Urban Soul from Loopmasters is the latest resource for urban producers looking to make the freshest soul, R&B and Hip-Hop tracks. Urban soul from A collection of more than 1000 brand new samples designed to create the next generation of soul classics and new fusions of anything from R&B through hip-hop and down-tempo styles. The samples included on this CD have all been created specifically for this project by Sharouz Rauvi of Definitive Swing Records and include a vast selection of 89 live and programmed drum breaks, 33 percussion loops, 123 drum hits, 51 smooth jazzy guitar loops, over 100 inspiring musical loops, 20 guitar chords, 44 vocal hits, 18 scratches, over 100 live and programmed funky bass lines, 29 multi-sample sampler patches featuring instruments such as bass, strings, guitars, roads, marimbas. Harps and pianos, among much more. The package includes a data CD with acidized wave and stylus RMX-compatible Rex 2 samples and patches for reasons NNXT, Halion, Contact, EXS 24, and SFZ-compatible samplers. The CD is Mac and PC compatible and will work with nearly all music software packages. An audio CD is also included for easy auditioning of loops and samples. Every sample is guaranteed copyright free for use in your music. In our previous episode, we started a contest where you could win a copy of Harrowsoft's Amadeus Pro. There were many of you who wanted to have a chance at winning this amazing program, but there can only be one winner. And the winner is... Andrew Walton. So, congratulations Andrew. I will forward your name and email address to Harrisoft and they will send you your prize. Please let us know how you enjoy this software. The beautiful music from this episode was created by Opsvik & Jennings from New York, courtesy of the Podsafe Music Network. Opsvik & Jennings merge styles from experimental to jazz to electronica, while also paying great attention to pop and song-like structures. You can find more information about them at opsvikandjennings.com. Sounds good. Hey, if you're looking for ways to get more gigs, more fans, more exposure, or more CD sales, stop by the Musicians Cooler Podcast at coolerpodcasts.com. We talk about everything from cool gadgets to marketing tips, internet resources, the music business, and more. When you send in your tip, be sure to mention your band's website to get your band in front of our global audience. The Musicians Cooler, it's where musicians come to trade advice. Subscribe at Coolerpodcast.com.